तो नीलान कराए हाउस विश्रम दक्षिणा चित्रा द पिरामिड मुजेरेज हेरिटेज प्रोजेक्ट सुंदरी सिल्क्स चंद्रमंडपा अमोंग मेनी अदर्स दीज आर सम ऑफ द मोस्ट फेमस वर्क्स बाय वन ऑफ इंडियाज लीडिंग सस्टेनेबल आर्किटेक्ट्स डॉक्टर बेनी कुरियाकोस एंड दिस एपिसोड इज अबाउट हिज जर्नी एंड लाइफ इन आर्किटेक्चर लेट्स गो You're about to enter the Akyan podcast. Akyan podcast. India's first and very own architecture podcast where you'll hear the insights, experiences and journeys from India's leading architects. No matter what your skill level is, together we'll build on our knowledge and share architecture's greatest stories ever told. Now, here's your host, Manish Paul Simon. Hey guys, this is Manish here and welcome back to yet another episode of the Art Gyan podcast which is an Indian architecture podcast giving you guys gyan slash knowledge on architecture, tech, design, BIM and a whole lot more. So in this episode, I'm honored and stoked to have with us one of India's leading architects, Dr. Benny Kuryakos. Let me give you a brief about Dr. Benny to give you some context. He started his career in 1984 after a chance meeting with Laurie Baker who became his mentor and inspiration he worked for about 9 months and then he started his own practice and went on to complete various projects of different scales sizes and of course cost which has brought him a lot of accolades and awards so what are you going to learn in this episode well benny sir is going to be sharing his entire journey right from the 80s uh very graduated from college of engineering trivandrum is chance meeting with lori baker which i would say is very vivid so he would take you back to the 80s and you would feel that you were part of that moment traveling across india and coming across various kinds of architecture meeting a lot of new architects and then we jump to his first few projects the various challenges he faced also pursuing a masters in conservation from a university in uk architectural education future of architecture and construction low cost construction of course vernacular architecture sustainable architecture and design his style of architecture which you would find very interesting to hear and a whole lot more so in this episode he shares a lot of interesting information which he's never shared before so you guys get an insight into his life his work and his passion for design and architecture So if you want the links for this episode like show notes uh is the various websites and his works you can head to arkyan.com/slash50 so this is our 50th episode thank you guys for listening to our podcast i started this podcast almost two and a half years ago um it's been a half a sad journey but a journey nevertheless we will be publishing more episodes and inspiring you to become better architects and designers also guys in this episode i messed up my part of the recording so you'll just find me in the corner of the window please don't mind just remember that you're in for the information and benny sir shares a lot of great valuable information which would definitely inspire you going forward as an architect also i would be splitting this episode into two parts so part 1 would be about benny sir's journey and how he got started and part 2 we talk in depth about architectural education and we answer interesting questions like do we really need to study for 5 years to practice architecture so a lot of great information there as well and we will release that in a few days time so let's jump straight to the episode let's go see when i was a young student i was not interested in architecture at all 
So even when I studied in school or when I was studying for the present plus two, that time it was called pre-degree. Uh, I mean, which is the basis for going into any degree course. I was interested in photography. So right. my interest right. was mostly in that. So uh, my interest was in cinematography because you had these uh, cinemas, the main thing. So uh, my interest was to go to the Pune Film Institute for my, uh, to take a course. But at right. that time, I mean, Pune Film Institute had different policies at different, at that time they used to admit plus two students. Sometimes they said degree students, but at that time plus two students were admitted into their this okay. thing. So I wanted to go. But my father was not very happy going to Pune Film Institute. He said film is a very tricky field, film field. Mm-hmm. You don't know whether you'll be successful even if you are talented. Mm-hmm. Depends on so many. So he said you take a degree and then do whatever you want to do. Right. I won't I will not object or you can just do. So I thought, I mean I mean, well, 17 years old, and I just thought I will listen to him. I mean, uh, so I decided to take a degree course. Then something which came to my mind was architecture, because uh, so I asked one of my cousins, who was a professor of civil engineering in one of the engineering colleges, I asked him, what is the difference between architecture and civil engineering? Right. This is the question I asked him, and he said, Architects deals with the aesthetics of structures mm-hmm. and civil engineers deals with the technical aspects of structures. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the answer he gave me and I still think what he gave me was a very good answer. Okay. So uh, I compared it with photography and uh, in photography you can't teach how to take a photograph, composition, none of those things. Mm. But you can learn about the physics of lighting, the camera lenses, if you put three lights, what will happen? All those, there are a lot of technical aspects in lighting, upwards, yeah, and you know, all these things which, which is there. So I, I, which I, I've learned by that time, I picked up all these things by reading books because my hobby was, I had a camera and I used to uh, take photographs. So uh, my interest, I used to read a lot of books on photography. So this is what, what I had in mind. So I decided how can you teach techni- uh, aesthetics, hmm. but you need to learn techniques. So I, so I decided to go for civil engineering. Okay. At that time, civil engineering, to do civil engineering, you need a higher marks. There was no NATA or anything. So I could have right. easily got to architecture. So it's not because that I did not get that time in the year which I applied. I mean, you needed lesser marks to get into architecture. This was in the 70s, right? 80s. This is in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. So, 70s, late 70s, 79. Yeah, yeah. 79. So I joined for civil engineering. I was a reasonably a good student for the first three or four semesters, but then I realized I had to learn about dock engineering, hmm. railway engineering, irrigation engineering, all these things, which, are, which was nothing. And, you know, you were studying something without understanding yeah, why yeah. you are studying yeah. these things. So I became more or less like a dropout okay. by, fifth, by fifth semester. Right. So, so that is what has happened. So, so I just decided to, I mean, at all these, I mean, when I was, I was interested in films and I used to see mm. movies, study about the movies. So my interest in movies went up mm. drastically very high. 
1982 January, the film also, I mean, that is what it was called. One day, one year it used to be in Delhi, one year used to be in one of the cities. Now it mm-hmm. is not there. So film also was in Calcutta. Right. So it was in, it used to happen in the month of January. So 1982 January, I think, I went to Calcutta to see the film also. Okay. To see the movies because Bengal is the film industry. Artist, that, uh, capital. Yeah. and Nonars and, yeah. and those people. I mean, a lot of movies used to come from there. So I went there to see the movies. And uh, so I spent about a month in Calcutta. So as a result, what would have happened is that by fifth semester, I when there were some strikes in the college. So as a result, I, I mean, uh, my attendance was very low. <laughs> So that is what happened. So I became more or like a more or less like more or less like a dropout. So I decided this was the kind of situation which landed me in the fifth uh, by the fifth semester. And fifth semester we had a paper called Architecture and Town Planning. Mm-hmm. In civil engineering. So, <laughs> every every civil engineering student has to find us ready. Okay. I mean in town planning you study Renguala. Renguala, SC Renguala, he has written a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big fat really books, right? Uh, but for architecture, there are no standard books. You have to yeah. learn about all the principles of architecture, all the history of architecture, and you have to learn about everything in hmm. that half paper, which is fifty percent of the one paper hmm. to study a about that paper. What happened as a result was that I got 10 marks out of 50 mm-hmm. for my internal assessment. Because, I mean, it was a little bit like a harassment because I <laughs> was the low in the class. Mm. And the next person who was next to me got 41. So 10 marks and 41. And yeah. that person who got 41 never took his engineering degree because he never passed the engineering course. Okay. Was such a, I mean, he was not very bad in studies. He got 41, I got 10. So it was a little bit like a victimization, which which has happened at that time. And uh, if I wrote 54 papers to take my degree in civil engineering. Hmm. And the lowest marks I got out of these 54 papers is architecture and law. Okay. And it looks very ironical now that I'm doing master plans, I'm doing all kinds of projects and seeing, I mean, it just, sometimes I just, I mean, this is when you say that at one point, uh, history will take revenge on certain things. (laughs) And this is what has happened, I know. So, because I know that unless I get higher marks in my written exam, Mm. I will not pass that paper. Mm. You understand, this is what has happened. So, so you know, in the fifth semester, you write the exam. I mean, you know the internal assessment one week before the exam starts. So I, I, I came to know that I only 10 marks, which means that you can't do anything, which means you need to compensate it in your written exam. Otherwise, you don't pass. Hmm. You understand that because the aggregate is taken as the result. So I... And next semester, I, I mean, I, I thought out. that I fail in the exam. So in the sixth semester, I started studying architecture, reading architecture. Right, right. Because I had to score. I, I decided that I will not, normal, a normal student would have repeated that semester, which is what my teachers would have wanted me to do. But I decided that I will not, even if I lose, don't take a degree, I will not repeat the semester. That mm. I studied. Red, 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 red architecture books. 
mm-hmm. and there was not a standard textbooks which i can take so i read about corbusier i read about frank lloyd right i read about proportions how concepts principles of architecture and all those things nice. this is how i started but when the i mean the results come almost at the end of the sixth semester just because of how the those days it used to be because it is a university system but finally when the results came i passed in my even the first attempt itself i had passed okay but uh, now when i look at the overall mark sheet my marks is the lowest in the architecture <laughs> planning paper i mean this is how i never thought i will be i'll come to the stage at any point in my career yeah, so this is how this is how the, the turnaround occurred i mean you know this is i mean my interest in architecture came but then you see it doesn't mean that you can do a building hmm. you can design a building i was doing my final year thesis i mean there is a dissertation i mean there are seven papers one is like a dissertation or okay. thesis one in civil engineering okay yeah in in civil engineering four or five students join together and do the thesis this is the this hmm. was the norm in the civil engineering and uh, um, i just wanted to do at that time biogas plants were not very popular i wanted to do a thesis on biogas plants hmm. was one of my mentors dr paramesh mp paramesh and he still alive he is a nuclear scientist who left nuclear science he has a doctorate in nuclear science he left nuclear wow. science because he believed that nuclear energy or the at nuclear reactors as against the environment and against the people so he resigned right. from baba atomic research center so he was like i mean my mentor my godfather he used to advise me quite a bit so i so he advised me why don't you take a project like this so i took this project and uh, some of my friends one one of my friend wanted to join that project because it's never done as an individual project mm. and the head of the department called that student and told him that uh, i mean do you want to go join benny's project and get spoiled <laughs> he backed out okay and after this you know this is how situation happened yeah. so initially i had to do the project my by myself and i just wanted to look at how biogas plant can replace septic tanks in houses hmm. how the night soil which you feed it you put all the kitchen waste into this thing 1984 when hmm. i did the project put all these waste into the kitchen into the biogas plant the hmm. gas production is not the primary objective because at that time you had biogas plants only with which where the gas production was the primary objective hmm. you put the gobar gas plant or the cowden gennet and that's what we do so we here we thought that why can't we have a, a waste treatment plant at in each of the homes nice and you see during those days the model i mean it was very popular in gujarat and kerala but it was not popular in other states in india mm. most of the gobar gas plants were in these two states so the idea was that they had a floating loom type i don't want to go into the details mm-hmm. where the, when the gas production happens uh, the dome floats i mean it gets lifted up right when the gas production goes because of the pressure is less it just and it was made out of steel mm-hmm. and because of steel and because of the corrosive gases i mean the steel used to get corroded then it is very difficult to repair because it is below the ground level you have to lift it up and repair so there were a lot of issues when we studied it and uh, i decided that we will make it with uh, pottery 
pottery we studied uh, pottery so without we, we went to a potter's village right and made a prototype and uh, so i did this part of the base treatment part and one i, I got a friend in uh, mechanical engineering department who was a little bit off like that me mm. i mean uh, so he said he will do the energy studies how much gas is produced what is happening because the mechanical engineers they do that study so he said he will do the energy studies and i am supposed to do the making of this thing and study the making the pot i mean the plan work and all those things we made a prototype <laughs> okay awesome and uh, uh, so i mean i mean i will tell about my friend mandy he was a mechanical engineer and uh, he his career is also like mine mm. he joined drdo as a scientist wow. or uh, defense research development organization and he did not survive there for long mm. because his interest was he left it he joined as a uh, uh he joined indian express as a journalist Mm. mechanical engineer joining he worked in <laughs> as a journalist for some time mm. and then he fed up with that he went to study philosophy in iit kanpur wow and now he is a professor of philosophy in iit delhi professor wow, sanal so so i mean so he i mean he is there i mean now he is uh, he is non i mean he is a mechanical engineer my batchmate i mean this and we had two grades one was professor rvg menon who is is there and professor amman thomas mm. was my guide and his guide was professor abiji menon who to both of them were working alternative new ideas and then both of them guided us onto the project because i had problems in none of the faculty i approached many faculty they were not willing to guide me on this project mm. at that time professor amman thomas he was not working in the college as a faculty he was is an officer in charge of the national building organization rural housing wing there mm-hmm. was a uh, extension wing working in our college so he was there but he was a faculty on deputation there he he said many i will get you so he is still alive i mean uh, so professor thomas and professor avij menon both of them are there both of them guided us on the project so we were able to come out with ideas uh, which is very different and uh, we send our entry for a competition because at that time government of india ministry of non conventional they did a competition for um, uh, uh, for biogas plants it was not a students competition it was open general competition we okay. send our entry with the photographs of the prototype plant because we are taken photographs and all these things we send the entry and we won third prize which was 10000 rupees in 1980 oh brilliant <laughs> we won the competition so the department of ministry of non i mean these uh, people department people came and they wanted to see the plan working mm. said that but we never had the plan working because <laughs> we had we made the plan and we brought it to the engineering college because we had to do test in the engineering college sanal did some test in the mechanical labs Mm-hmm. what is the porosity how much gas is produced and all those things but you know it's a student project once you pass out you stop it yeah and uh, sanal has joined dr do i have joined lorry baker so that's how i mean our experience i mean things <laughs> i mean uh, i mean it's changed but again this uh, this idea yeah. well, i mean and now when i look back and still people are talking about 
these biodigesters, the biogas plants. I mean, it sounds to. I mean, we had written. We, we I mean, Sanam's thesis and my thesis was the same. Uh, I mean, we changed a little bit because to suit the academic requirements. But yeah. we did the project together, and uh, so it was. Uh, I mean, it's it's it seems to be quite. Uh, interesting. And now I now only I'm remembering when you are asking me this question. Wow! Finally, it gets so documented. This is, I mean, this is uh, how I took my degree. I've managed to pass. I mean, that's what uh, what I will say. Okay. Uh, okay. About uh, about my taking a degree in civil engineering. I never worked as a even for a single day as a civil engineer. So, but what what uh, what were the first steps after you graduated? Uh, how did you end up with Laurie Baker? See, uh, to do this project, you see, I always had the social dimensions. Of course, it is due to my mentor, Dr. Parameshwaran, had the social dimensions, cultural dimensions, economic dimensions. So he was, I mean, Professor Aviji Menon and both Professor Raymond Thomas, both of them were on the similar lines. So they asked us to do a social survey of the existing biogas plants. Hmm. So there are a lot of technologies which did not get accepted. Hmm. I mean, not only biogas, there are other, whether it's with building technology, because people did not accept those. Social acceptability, acceptability was mm -hmm. a problem. The technology was good, but social acceptability did not happen. There were so many other techniques and technologies which has failed because maintenance was an issue. Mm -hmm. So they just wanted us to survey the biogas plants in Trivandrum City. Hmm. I mean, there were so many plants in and around Trivandrum City. Within the Trivandrum City also there was a plant. There were many plants. So at that time, the government used to give subsidies for these Goba gas plants. So we went to the subsidy. I mean, the Kadi and Villa Industries Board used to give subsidies. We went to their office. They had a register in which, I mean, they pay, uh, say, 500 rupees a subsidy. So they had hmm. a register. We took the addresses. Okay. And we decided to go to each of these plants. I mean, we divided. Sanil went to some of the plants. I went to some of the houses. So, which which was also part of our study. I mean, mm -hmm. we have put it in our thesis report. Case so, studies. I went to uh, case studies. I mean, not one case study. So <laughs> yeah, we interviewed the house owners. What happened? Why you are? I mean, why you were gone with us? Because there are so many cattle, and but the number of biogas plants were very, very, very low very low in number. So why is it happening? So we wanted to look at a much wider issue. So because of that, I just went and asked, uh, I mean, uh, went to one of the houses. Next door, Baker was at one of his sites. That was one of the sites which Baker has done, was doing a building. Oh, wow. So I, seeing him, I knew him because I used to go to Center for Development Studies, which is one of his prime projects. I used mm. to stay in the hostels because many of my friends were in Center for Development Studies. So, so I was there. And uh, so I knew his buildings. And mm. at that time, a lot of my friends, because after taking a degree, a big question mark, what are you going to do? Exactly. So many of my friends, why don't you, I'm saying, why don't you work with Laurie Baker? I mean, people have asked me that question. Many of my close friends mm. asked me that question. So uh, I just went up to him. I met him once before. I'd been to his house for right. a dialogue of another uh, issue, along with a friend of mine. My friend wanted to meet him, so I went with him. 
so so that this was like like but he, he might not remember me because i did not go i accompanied okay. a friend of mine so i just went him and asked him and uh, i asked him what uh, he asked me what are you doing i explained and he told about his ideas why these things are very important uh what just started as a casual thing i think went on for about one one and a half hours discussing mm. about various issues i asked him about various town planning issues buildings how you are doing it mm-hmm. and he told me this opened his thing i mean he might have found the conversation interesting and he in fact he leaned against one coconut tree i leaned against another coconut tree there were no okay. chairs <laughs> that's a great I mean, uh, yeah so i just discussed with him and at the end i felt like i mean it was it was instantaneous i just because i didn't know i another one month i'm finishing my course mm. so i just asked him can i come and work with you mm-hmm. i just want to learn i had no idea that i of idea becoming an architect or anything he was a great person i mean just to spend some time with him will be a great experience at that time many of the engineers and architects used to criticize his buildings saying that they are not going to be durable hmm so i asked him can i come and work with you and he did in so he in fact baker never used to say no to most of the things he he is a kind of different i mean is a yeah. typical uh, british gentleman with okay. typical humor of his so he said uh, benny if you join me i might not be able to pay you right. because i am building these low cost buildings at 30% lesser than the cost of a conventional building mm. if i just want to employ you and pay you i'll let you take money from the client and give you that money mm-hmm. you understand that was the argument he gave and he said i mean i don't have that kind of money i don't have an office and uh, i work at the site uh so uh, so this is so he said i mean this is it. so i told him very openly i said i'm not looking for money for me i my house is in the same city my father used to have a house we were living in trivandrum at that time okay so i i told him i mean i don't need any money but can i see how you are working mm-hmm. can i can you allow me to do that uh, allow me to do how you are working he said uh, yes finally agreed and uh, normally in the engineering degree you finish your theory exam then you have the viva and practicals yeah so as soon as my theory exam is over the next day i was at his site i made a call to his house the previous day saying that my exams over can i where should i come or is <laughs> nice come to the site and that's how it started which went on for 9 months wow so that's that's the association that's how i met that's how i started so i joined some may 24th or 23rd or something and i left i was working with him till february yeah i could so visualize experience it was a great learning experience yeah thank you for thank sharing you. that i could visualize the entire journey uh, talking to lorry baker leaning on a tree uh, very interesting so yeah yeah okay, and so- uh, yeah and uh, so um, was it that uh, when you were start, i mean going through architecture books in your college and uh, working for lorry baker that you developed this uh, interest in sustainable or vernacular architecture or was it something you uh, built over the years like 
how See, what was the clarity okay. when when you started off okay that uh, you know it's like an evolution which happened okay but at that time there was no word sustainability was not a word which mm. people used uh, of course energy low energy energy saving is important energy conservation is important because energy crisis has come in the early 70s so we had to save mm-hmm. my maximum amount of energy that thought was there the other thought was that the cost is to be reduced but when at that time when i worked with 1984 with lorry baker there was only lorry baker doing cost effective constructions mm-hmm. there was nobody else doing cost effective construction so so i mean that i just wanted to see this person how he is designing what how he is doing as post book how he is communicating because this is all that you learn in your uh, i mean little bit of engineering to pass i learned uh, uh, some of the things so i just want to learn him what is his logic mm. and because he has been able to do so many buildings at that time one day he came to me and told i've done today is the day when i have done 1000 buildings in the city mm-hmm. so which means he has built a substantial number of buildings in trandum city in and around trandum city is he said so uh, i mean every year he would have done i mean there was a fisherman colony where he did i don't remember exactly the number of houses because it was done much before me joining him so he would have done 200 houses or 300 houses the fishermen small houses but he himself did those houses it was not done by contractors or anybody uh, so so there was these things so he did that so my thing was mainly so at that time there was none of these concepts or anything hmm. so my interaction with him was asking i had this thing of alternate this thing because of my experience with working with uh, um, various people and i worked very closely with kerala shastra sahitya parishad which is a popular i mean it's very famous popularization of science was their theme i used to work very closely i learned quite a bit from this organization mm. at that time so i had my experience with various because by fifth semester i was searching for what i should be doing because i learned many of the things which i learned in college i found to be not useful Mm-hmm. so also i just i was searching for an and so the, the fact that i took biogas as my thesis didn't happen overnight yeah it was a part of a search which many people search even now you know how they, some of the people in iit they take a degree score a very, very high rank they go to us study there or work there then come back after five years go and work in a rural area and work yeah. from there there are many people who does like that so so i was searching for what i should be doing at that time that's how i joined and then um, i i used to go every day to the site and uh, spend time at the site he will come to the site he sometimes he will not come to the site and he will spend one hour at the site or two hours at the site meanwhile i'll ask him questions mm. i ask him questions when uh, how is this done how is that done every sunday or some of the days i used to take off and see his other projects in the city mm-hmm. and come and ask him how did you design this is what this person has told me and this problem is there so he will give his it was like an assessment of his buildings in trandum city and other parts 
so it was like a, I, I used to write down my questions and ask him and he without any hesitation used to answer some days he will say benny i'm very busy today i have another meeting at another site i will answer these questions tomorrow okay so that's that nine months i spent with him asking these questions and working at the site i used to do masonry work at the site wow. i used to do brickwork pointing i used to do get involved because what will you do at the site the masons knew better than you yeah you don't have to teach the masons to do how to do concreting how to do plastering how to do pointing they knew all these things you are sitting at the baker comes so one hour or two hours at the site what will you do i mean there is nothing for you to super there were no drawings there were no working drawings okay. becker never produced any working drawings he will come and instruct at the site so there was nothing which could be done so i used to work with these masons taking the bricks carried the bricks carried concrete so i i learned uh, these many of the things at the site which uh, i mean laid the foundation of what benny is now I mean, working at the site. I knew the details. I know how to do work at at the site. Mm -hmm. I learned. I respected the craftsman. I learned tremendously from the craftsman. A lot of my knowledge is from from the carpenters and masons and coolies who worked with me. And this is my knowledge, which you will not get from books. And this is the knowledge which is becoming very useful to me at my present stage of growth. which is there at that time i would not have realized but because of my nature of working closely with these people i mean carried but it's not that 9:30 to 5:30 i carried bricks no yeah <laughs> I, i mean it's there uh, i one of the other things i used to do for example i will do i measure the area of the doors and i will measure the area of the windows and i measure the size of okay. the room so that's you and ask like how right? do you decide on how the windows are to be given this i did not study any of these things and hmm. uh, things so i i asked and then he will explain me how to give the windows how you arrive at the plan or how do you design and and those things so it was a great learning experience for me learning it in a very unconventional way might be i will say like a gurukulam way yeah uh, like i mean uh, i mean uh, see i mean uh, many others have, i mean there are so many people who have learned the way i used to do and i used to argue with him we used to discuss about various issues and i used to tell him one thing i used to tell him i was the fourth person to work with gloribe Mm-hmm. he was 67 years old when i joined him so which mean a person who has done more than 1000 buildings in trivandrum plus other places he has employed i mean he has a people who got opportunity to work with him before was only three people first person is uh, gerard de kuna mm-hmm. he worked with lori baker for a year while he was a student and uh, so i was there i was the fourth person so i used to tell him we used to have arguments i used to tell him if lorry baker doesn't pass on his techniques to the future generations mm-hmm. lorry baker will be dead along with i mean when he is dead you understand yeah. that yeah, yeah and he used to say i enjoy what i am doing i am not bothered about spreading my technology or any of these things i do mm-hmm. what i feel like what i am convinced about and i i think this is what i'm going i do only this type of he never had two ways of doing he never had one way for doing for his rich clients and one way for doing whether he did a 300 square feet house or a 3000 square feet house hmm. the technique the finishes almost everything used to be the same 
there was not a much of a variation in this like many others they do low cost houses uh, for living they do high cost houses no for lorry baker it was one and only one way of building the thing so i mean we used to have these arguments and i used to tell him and uh, he was initially very reluctant but uh, he was very easy to share his knowledge and techniques so which which i found trem uh, mm -hmm. tremendously Uh, learning from so I so I used to do I mean this questions I used to read some books I used to see his projects come and ask him and slowly found me kind of responsible so he used to send me to some outstation sites where he cannot go he mm -hmm. will make sketches and say write all the instructions one two three four that was his way of working he just don't ask you to go and supervise so you carry the letter which he has written and go and tell. at the site remote site and tell them this is what you should be doing with mm -hmm. his knowledge those were the days when there were no mobile phones or you know none of these things no were not there. you know no no cad as well and beggar i mean used to just sketch so he will have sketches in the letter and the letter will be 10 pages 15 pages etc with all the instructions because he did not depend on my knowledge for instructing i used to be a guy but then uh, i used to explain so he found that i was able to communicate so so all these opportunities gave a lot of exposure and experience so that is how what i got in 9 months from him and that also gave you the confidence uh, to start on your own uh, as soon as uh... <laughs> even after working with 9 9 months who will give me a project yeah <laughs> how will i be able to design a project design a house which i have never done in my life Mm. I've never drawn a plan of a house. I've never touched <laughs> ordering. I've never drafted. I mean, the drafting which we used to do in civil engineering drawing, there is a paper, but you do it with a pencil and T square. So I know I've used a T square, mm -hmm. but none of those things. Okay. So it's not like the way the architects used to draw or design. So I never knew. So in '90, when I decided to leave him, I never thought I'll be able to design any. project or any of those things it was not it is not in my agenda at all mm. in fact it was a big question mark because i just left then why i left is because he was paying me uh, unnecessary i mean he was paying me i mean he paid finally i mean that i okay. tell paid me he paid me almost 800 rupees a month which was a good salary at that time that is what an architect will get if you right, right. so at the every saturday uh he will pay me 200 rupees 40 rupees in 40 rupees that that time the mason's wage was 40 rupees okay so okay. he accounted me like a mason at the site so saturday he pays he, baker used to pay all the laborers in all his sites right right so that's the way he used to work so in the on saturday when he calculated they went in the along with the mason's account he will say benny 200 rupees <laughs> Right. So it is right. calculated. So if I didn't go for a week, sometimes I took some weeks off because I went out to see some buildings or mm. drop and other things. Then uh, that week my salary was cut. So two hundred rupees I will not get. So this is so calculated. So mes. So I got virtually a mason wage. Now in many of the architectural offices, the architects don't even get the mason wage. <laughs> mason yeah, that's actually true. Uh, the, I'm, I'm talking about the junior architects. That's yeah. the present situation. That's how I mean. Uh, I mean, I used to get paid, so I didn't have the confidence when mm. I left Baker. But I left him. I told him, I'm living in the same city. 
I can come and meet you all the time. I can learn from you at any point of time. But the, see, Baker was one end of the, end of the spectrum at that time, mm. doing alternate material. It was one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum, you have the conventional architects and buildings. But my interest in architecture grew as a result, but I did not have the confidence. So I decided to try my other extreme uh, to see. So I decided to see whether Rajivall was at his peak at that time. Okay. I mean, he was he's still one of the topmost architects in the country. At that time, Rajivall was a big architect. He has done the DDA Towers, Asia, 82 Asia, done the Asia Village, mm. DDA Towers in Delhi, and uh, Hall of States he has done in Pragati Maidan. So all these landmark buildings he has done. And he was shortlisted to do the Prime Minister's residence at that time. There was a, uh, some architects were shortlisted for doing that. So I just took a train, went to Delhi. I just uh, met him at uh, the lobby. Hmm. I mean, I just went to his office in Defense Colony. The secretary said he is not in the office, he'll come after one hour. When he came after one hour, as soon as he came, I recognized that his Rajivall. I walked up to him and said that I work with Laurie Baker, I would like to work with you. Wow. Concerned what, what architecture is and what is the thing, my interest is this. Hmm. And uh, he asked some questions in the lobby. I mean, he did not ask me to get into his room also. Mm-hmm. He just did the interview with the room and he said, you are appointed, you can just join. And uh, Amazing. That's how, I mean, so that's how I joined. I, technically, I joined Rajivall. At that time, 3,000 rupees was the salary. Delhi always, the salaries were very high. Yeah. At that time, 3,000 rupees was the salary which was offered to me. Uh, so, which was enough at that time to find a accommodation and uh, living expenses at that time. So, so he saw my interest in traditional architecture and old buildings. So I had my, when I used to work with Baker, I used to go and visit so many traditional buildings mm. and study about it, made many trips. But which were these uh, traditional buildings back then uh, when which you visited? See, there were, I mean, I traveled from south to north. Mm. I Nobody has visited traditional buildings the way I have visited. Okay. I I knew most of the prominent buildings at that that time. Mm-hmm. Napudri houses, Naya houses, Christian houses, Jewish synagogues, all these things I visited in first one and a half years or two years of my career. I took photographs. I made notes of these buildings. I found that Nambudri house is different from a Naya house. Mm-hmm. I found that a Travago house is different from a Malabar house, North Kerala house. So I, I asked, started asking questions, why is this happening? I found out that some houses had courtyards, some houses did not have courtyards. And I found that sloping roofs were very common in these houses, but the architects of those days were not building sloping roofs. Mm-hmm. In the 70s and 80s, our buildings which came up in our cities were not sloping roofs. Okay. But now you find a lot of buildings are built with sloping roofs by all the main, the mainstream architects as well as the alternate stream architects. Mm-hmm. But in the 70s and 80s, this was not the situation. So the sloping roofs were so, so all these things were in my mind. So I, I mean, that, that journey, I mean, we, we, I mean, we might have to do another podcast okay. on that. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, on, on that because it was, it was not just one day trip or two day trip or any of those things. Mm. I might have gone to Palpanaburam Palace 300 times at least. Mm-hmm. 
in fact, when, when I was working with Baker, uh, I, an intact was formed in 1984. Mm-hmm. So, 1984. Uh, at that time, Mrs. Dabora Kagarajan was the Tamil Nadu chapter convener mm-hmm. for intact. I mean, just formed, she, she became the chapter convener. Kerala did not have a chapter at all in 1984. So, we, uh, when I knew her, because she had come, to Kerala to visit. So I accompanied her for some visits, which were my basic days of learning about traditional architecture. And uh, so I asked her whether Intec can support us. Intec gave 3,000 rupees and we did measure drawings. I mean, not me, there were okay. other people also. Architects, Gayatri, uh, she is working with Hatko now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a few others also. Benesri Banerjee, she's in, based out of Delhi now. She was working in Trivandrum at that time. So all of us decided to do drawings. I mean, do the measure drawings. Mm-hmm. The money was sent to me because I was the person who took the initiative. So there was no measure drawings for Padmanabharam Palace at that time. So, I mean, even the archaeology department, such a beautiful building, no measure drawings. So we started making the measure drawings of uh, that building in 1984. Okay. That, that's what we did. So that was one of the initiatives which we did while I was working with Baker. And Baker encouraged us to do because you always used to praise Palpanabharam Palace. You see, what a beautiful complex of typical traditional Kerala architecture. Yeah. And when we were doing measured drawings in Palpanabharam Palace, it's about 60 kilometers from Trivandrum City. Mm-hmm. So we were staying in a small government TB, Travelers Bangalore. That is okay. where we were staying. I mean, there was seven or eight of us in the team. And Baker visited us one day, told mm-hmm. how to go. But it was mainly led by Benesri Banerjee at that time. And that's okay. how uh, that's how it created a, an interest in that. So well, I, I learned about traditional buildings in a big way at that time. Mm-hmm. And so, so ah, now coming to Rajivar <laughs> Rajivar, what has happened? So I, he was asking me, what did you do? I was explaining all these things. He was doing an exhibition on traditional monuments in India for the Festival of India Paris. Mm-hmm. This is an exhibition which was doing in 1985, February. I mm-hmm. think the Festival of India Paris would have happened in 1986 or something. He was doing on seven monuments in which uh, Padmanabharam Palace was there. Adalaj was there, Mandu was there, so seven, which has come out as a book. Ram Sharma was doing, at that time, architect Ram Sharma from Delhi was doing the modern architecture of India at that time. Mm-hmm. Rajivar was doing, he was the curator, Rajivar was the curator for the traditional architecture. Ram mm-hmm. Sharma was curator for the modern architecture, 50 years of architecture. I mean, not 50 years, 40 years of architecture. Okay. 1947, we got independence, so at that time, yeah, less than 40 years, 30 years or something. So right. after independence, what kind of architecture? This was the theme for the Festival of India Paris exhibition. Mm-hmm. I think both has come as a book. So at that time, Rajivar was doing the curator. He said, oh, you have interest in this. You are interested. So I will put you onto that documentation team. Mm-hmm. So, so, so he said, so because, I mean, he did not check whether I'm, I mean, I don't know whether... He, he understood whether I'm an architect or not. I, I don't know what has happened. I mean, I, I mean he said, you, you are just taken, you can just join. I mean, he might have seen my enthusiasm in working on all those things. That is what 
2000 happened. Yeah. That's how I joined uh, Raj Revolve. And uh, at that time, I went Raj Revolve. I mean, Raj Revolve's office was in Defense Colony. I mean, uh, Kate, Professor Katie Ravindran, who was the uh, dean and HOD, head of the Department of the Urban Design and School of Planning and Architecture, Delhi. Okay. He was, I mean, he was at that time a young assistant professor, unmarried at that time. Okay. Yeah, I think he might have joined uh, SPA just one or two years. And he was helping, he was working on this project with uh, Rajivar. So Rajivar said, go and meet KT and uh, work with KT on this project. So KT Devendran was working and helping him on this project. KT Devendran at that time used to stay in another house in Dickens Colony and he had a office come residence where there were two architects who was working with him and uh, I just joined uh, in his office virtually. Yeah. I mean, uh, but Katie told me, Benny, you are a civil engineer. You have never learned that. I have only drafting job to be given and I've never touched any rotting pen or any right, of those right. things. But it was nice. Rajivars appointed me. You just be there. I mean, but I'm not in a position to give you any work. Okay. <laughs> yes, because what, what can you do? I mean, my work, my office is drafting. Yeah. Not typically, the, you know, the person. So I was there. Katie allowed me. Katie did one more thing. He allowed me to go out and come at any time. He never bothered. Right. He said, if you want to come to the office, you come. If you don't come to the office, you don't come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at that time, I just wanted to see some buildings. So mm. I went to all buildings across Delhi old buildings, historic buildings, as well as new buildings. And mm -hmm. uh, after, well, how, how long can you do like this? After three weeks, I got bored and I told Katie that I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Because there is no point. Katie said, why don't you take the first salary and leave? Mm -hmm. I said, no, I don't want to wait. I think it's not right. I just, I mean, I'm, I mean, there, there is no point. Point in blaming anybody. I just realized my thing and I just realized how I mean, how Laurie Baker is different from others. Mm -hmm. You are seeing, you know, the how how the, the I saw I saw Rajdeepal only once, and I know some people who worked in Norman Foster's office. One of my friend, and mm -hmm. she said she saw. I mean, she worked one and a half years in this office, and she said, I, I mean, she was a young architect. She said, I've seen Norman Foster only three times in that one and a half years. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, some of the big offices, this is what is happening. So, and whereas, you know, the lorry baker's approach is very different. Coming to mm. the site, looking at the bricks, working with the masons, working with the carpenters, and all those things. So, I realized that the answer is lorry baker's way of working and not anything else. So, you took you the train back. So I, just decided, I just decided to come back. Okay. Uh, return to Kerala. So, that, that is the matter. So, I might have spent that three weeks of... I mean, uh, meeting Raj Rivar, I mean, might was three or four weeks there, then returned to Kerala. While returning, I became, I mean, I traveled across India quite a bit. I spent about two months traveling in Ahmedabad. Hmm. Uh, Gujarat, I did a little bit at that time. Madhya Pradesh, I did a little bit at that time. Because Baker has done buildings in these two states. Okay. So I saw Baker's buildings in those two, those two states to understand his philosophy, his architecture. And how he did, I mean, in Kerala, he did a one particular type of building. I've seen some buildings in Tamil Nadu, which I'd seen while I was working with himself. 
Mm. He used to send me even to a site in Tamil Nadu. So I had some exposure in Tamil Nadu. So, but I saw buildings in Madhya Pradesh and uh, uh, Gujarat. Gujarat, he has done a lot of buildings in Baroda. Okay. A lot, lot of projects. He has done a school, he has done a lot of factory buildings and all those. So this, this thing, I, I realized that uh, Laurie Baker is the model to be followed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> model to be followed and that's, uh, that's uh, how I just... I decided to return back, but there were no projects, nothing. I did not know. Again, came to the again ground zero situation. You don't know what to do. Yeah. So that yeah. is uh, that is uh, that is what has happened. So I just came back to came back to return to Kerala. But you must have uh, also been influenced by a lot of modern architecture back then, right? Lee Corbusier and uh, uh, what BB Doshi was also doing, since you traveled to Ahmedabad and all these places. Yeah, I saw the Corbusier's building, I saw the NID, I saw the SEPT building and all those things. Mm-hmm. But for me at that time when I returned, Baker was the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did not understand the way Baker has used concrete. I mean, he wanted to reduce the use of concrete. And he has used concrete as an espressive element very little. I met many architects at that time who were doing, and for example, one of the architects I don't want to name, he said, I will do low-cost buildings, I will do the other kind of buildings. So they were not truthful to themselves, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, this one. So we, uh, we will do earth buildings, we will do the other kind of buildings, mm-hmm. which, you know, now also many architects does it. For Baker, it was only one. He is, did it out of conviction. For others, they did it out. Many others... Minor did it out of conviction. Many people will write, many people will talk, but when it comes to practice, they won't follow any of these principles. That is where I admire uh, Baker. And I think uh, I've written a letter to him while this when deciding to. I mean, I went to Delhi with the blessings of Laurie Baker only. Okay. <laughs> From there, I just wrote a mail saying that, I wrote a letter saying okay. that. Letter was in my archives somewhere. I might be able to dig out the archives and find that letter because okay. I wrote it with a carbon copy. That's what it was. No rocks or any of those things in those days. Oh. So used to, so I might have written. So many of the letters, some of the important letters, I used to write with carbon copies. So uh, so like this uh, railway ticket examiners do now, used to write. Okay. Put one paper underneath, and so so that was there. Well, Xeroxing was not very common in those days. Automatic Xerox machines, I don't think, were there. Only the manual Xerox machines were there. Mm. And that, oh, he might have just come into the thing. So I just, uh, so I just wrote to him and decided that uh, he is the he is the answer for many of our how we should be doing. So it is not that I uh, disagree with what B.B. Doshi or Charles Korea is doing. Hmm. Uh, but I, I decided to read quite a bit about Corbusier. Corbusier is one of the architects I respect quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of his buildings in reality. I went to France and saw some of his projects. And uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's projects I've seen. I went to Chicago and saw his projects. A lot of houses he have done in a, in a small area. I forgot the name of that area. I mean, it's just on the, I mean, it's within the Chicago city, but mm-hmm. uh, 
on one part of the city, not in the heart of the city, slightly away. So I just went around, I saw the church chapel or church which he has run. So Guggenheim Museum in New York, I saw at that time. So when I went to US, so my journey was at that time falling waters. When I went to US, falling waters were closed for repair, so I couldn't see it. So whatever the buildings I could see, uh, I just went and saw, so I read about most, a uh, lot of them. And uh, I mean, all of them helped me. I mean, uh, helped me in shaping my concepts and my mm -hmm. ideas. Uh, now, but the root, I mean, the seed is Laurie Baker. All right. You understand that? A lot of yeah. other people, I mean, I mean, manuals and water and everything, nutrients and all those things I use. <laughs> all right. so that's the way it could be said. So you came back and uh, you found, you had this newfound conviction of, uh, you know, going back to Laurie Baker. So uh, how did you get your big break and, you know, how did you start off into this space? Okay. I came back to Trivandrum and I found that I got jaundice okay. on the way. The traveling in the North India summer. Now, February, I there, I told you, I left Delhi in March. Two months I traveled. When I came back, I had jaundice. So one, one and a half months, I was kind of stuck at home. Mm. After that, I had to do something. And uh, uh, so I was not clear what I will I'll be doing. Then uh, uh, there were some people who who said whether I can do their houses, mm -hmm. some of my The first house I did was in Kotem, uh, which is the shape of an arch. And the house name itself, they have given us the ark. They call the house. This mm -hmm. was started in 85, finished in 86, that house. And, uh, uh, and after that, one by one, I started getting assignments. Mm -hmm. In that first one year, my career, when I started, I got I did 17 projects, which is not, I mean, don't get a scare wow. how I did it. I worked the same way Laurie Baker did, no working drawings. Mm -hmm. All the plans were drawn on graph sheets. Mm -hmm. uh, if uh, you understand that, the graph sheets, there was one of my friends. I mean, you see all these people. I mean, I have to remember so many people. There was a, one of my close friends called K.K. Krishna Kumar. Mm -hmm. He was very much in the science popularization movement. Uh, he said, he's my close friend. I know him during my student days itself. Much senior to me. He's senior to me by about 10 years or uh, at least 10 years at least. He's a mechanical engineer, but got into the science popularization. was working with a government publication division, uh, State Institute of Languages, yeah. although he is a mechanical engineer. When I see, I met all these people who are, I mean, that was my biggest success is I met all these people who are looking for alternatives you know, right, right. in their career. They would, did not follow the typical path of becoming an engineer or becoming an architect and then go. So this uh, Krishna Kumar, KK Krishna Kumar, he came to me for a house. And I told him, I will take you. See, I was very close with Laurie Baker even during those times. Mm. So I told him, I'll take you to Laurie Baker. He will design the house. Because, I mean, as you know, at that time, Laurie Baker is quite famous. Everybody wanted a house. So I said, I'll take you. Laurie Baker was not easily accessible being a foreigner. And uh, right. I mean, he was not a socializing kind of person. 
so I said I will take you to him because I I had good access with Laurie Baker always. Hmm. So I said uh, we will go and meet him and just uh, get uh, this thing. And then I remember what KK Krishna Kumar told me. He said Laurie Baker is is old. Now it is for you young people to take over the scene. Wow. And only you people will be able to make changes. So I don't want Laurie Baker to design my house. Mm-hmm. I want you to design my house. So that is what he told me. I mean, told me. So I got a lot of assignments at that time. So uh, so I did uh, some of those projects. And another interesting, but the interesting thing is that when I was doing in 1985, when I started my practice, hmm. there were no building center. Building centers might have started in 86, I think. And uh, there was no, none of these movements or any of these things. And uh, uh, there was no cost food. There was no yeah, habitat no technology. Food, there was no habitat technology group. There was no Arrowville Building Center or Arrowville Experiments. Yeah. All these things came much later. So when I did that, so COSFOOD was formed in 1985. It was mm-hmm. called Center of Science and Technology for Rural Development with uh, Chandradat, the famous Chandradat as the director. The chairman was former Chief Minister Achyudameno. Oh, wow. And it had two vice chairmen. One was Dr. M.P. Parameshwaran, mm-hmm. who was my mentor and godfather guided my, I mean, I would not have been like him, like this, if I had not met him, uh, met him. I mean, you, I mean, as I said, I mean, he is one nuclear science, doctorate in nuclear science, but left the job in Bach when he was very young, saying that I can't, I mean, my job is not to set up nuclear reactors, yeah. I don't subscribe to that kind of thing. So, so he, he was the vice chairman, Dr. K. N. Raj was the other vice chairman which is who is the former Delhi University Vice Chancellor. So MP Parameshwaran called me. I've never met, I never knew Chandradat who was the director. So we may meet in, I met Chandradat for the first time in the office of Dr. MP Parameshwaran. And mm-hmm. MP Parameshwaran asked me, I mean, this is, I mean, this post is formed to popularize technology to the rural areas. Mm-hmm. Center of Science and Technology for Rural Development. Why don't you take up, join Cosford and do houses mm-hmm. for the people? Spread this technology, Laurie Baker's technology or the other technology. You understand that. See, even when the inauguration of Cosford was done, it was done by K.R. Narayanan, who was the Minister of Science and Technology at that time. When he inaugurated, at that time, Cosford has never housed, I mean, now Cosford is famous for only buildings. Yeah. Local buildings or lorry Baker. At that time, Postport, it was not in the agenda of Postport at all. Okay. And uh, I joined as the joint director of Postport. So I joined as a, I was, I mean, this is building. And you were a very young on. director then, right? When you joined. I, I didn't, I didn't join as the director. I joined as the joint director. <laughs> okay. Chandradath was the director. Yeah, yeah. I was the first technical person to join Cosford. Hmm. And uh, at that time, the person who joined along with me, he worked with Hutko, believed he just passed out of the polytechnic. He had a diploma in civil engineering. He was my assistant kind of thing at that mm-hmm. time. 
so that's how my days with cosport so i did my other projects i did cosport work and uh, i did some projects where baker had made the drawings where the client outstation projects you know mm-hmm. so one in kochi and one in uh, alepi district etc where baker could not go and inspect they need somebody to construct those buildings mm-hmm. so so i could do that so i just did i had no issues because baker is my mentor and guru so i just wanted to i mean if they wanted to do the building i was very happy to do those buildings uh, do those buildings because uh, baker did the plan and they entrusted the work with me and i did the construction i mean supervised the construction and did this right and, uh, but how did you so, get the labor or uh, you know the skilled craftsmanship to get the work done you see i trained each of the labor because i know as i told you while i worked with lobby i know how to do pointing right i know how to do measure so i taught each one of them hmm. i learned from them also about other aspects but i learned from them i told them how to do pointing okay how to do the mix how to use lime those were the days when we used to use lime also at the site mm-hmm. because uh, and i worked with baker in 1984 he was using lime as a motor i used to use even combination motor so i used to work with it. so i just got this exposure and uh, so i trained the masons we used if it was in kochi we used the local masons from there mm-hmm. it is not very difficult obviously it is it's basically you teach them how to do neat brickwork and how to do proper quality work that's right, what right. what you are doing it's not very baker did not use any technology which required any kind of equipments baker did not use any of the technologies which is difficult to implement at site baker did not use any of the technologies which requires excessive training you understand that baker i mean so on these craftsmen is to enjoy what they did mm-hmm. because uh, that uh, that is what uh, you know they they enjoyed what they did because it was very very useful useful for them uh i mean they 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 took pride in what they were mm-hmm. i found and they will come with ways of improving many of the things i mean you told them I, mean, uh, i mean all these things happen so in that way it was it was not very difficult for me to do those things and uh, so it was a kind of working with cosport and working with uh, doing my own projects in other places for people so that's how i started and that's how i told you i ended up doing 17 buildings in one year uh, one year at uh, that that time it was a great learning experience and i mean uh, there was as in there was no competition yeah, i it was all vernacular the, right uh, not vernacular at that time we never i just never thought i did what baker taught me or what baker okay. did all right for me he was god he was the final word he was the final word for everything he was the god for everything whatever his principles i blindly followed it so i did the same technique same way did not try to do because as i told earlier it was important to uh, it is it's very important to carry the technology further uh and spread the technology it should spread to at that time it was popular only in trivandrum district let it spread to other parts of kerala so that is where the cosforce cosforce role became very very important 
and that's the, that's how we did all the initial plans i did not know as i said i had the company i used to drawing draft sheets take it to lorry baker show him in his house he will say when you don't do this this is this will make it expensive you do this is this this will make it weaker because i have seen baker doing it but baker does it and it will be based on a context you can't just copy it and do it everywhere yeah. there will be a logic issue would out and so i learned all these things in doing in doing all these initial plans and getting his opinion on various things and okay. he gave me quite a bit on these things so that's how i i mean it was a as i said it was a great experience of learning uh at that time so i was learning every day even during that traveling to various locations because most of these sites were outside trivandrum mm. and uh, i mean the, i i i got projects because there was nobody else doing like baker there was a big demand for i mean everybody is happy because 30% cost is reduced mm-hmm. and yeah. there were a lot of people who like the aesthetics of baker although i mean uh, i will not be able to do the same extent to which lorry baker will be able to do people like my buildings they just came to me and uh, just asked me to design the buildings you've been listening to the ak young podcast we're still building the community please share this knowledge with someone you know who could benefit just send them to akyoung.com where you'll find our free newsletter and for more podcast episodes search for the show on any major podcasting platform don't forget to subscribe where you're listening right now and if you liked it leave a rating or review